and welcome to episode 5 of Tales from the Home. This week we're going to be discussing uh, Endgame and the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it came to its climactic end. 11 years of work, all over and done with in Endgame. But uh, we've got other things to discuss first, so I'm going to introduce my co-host, Solom. How are you doing, mate? I'm alright, matey. Alrighty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tales from the Own podcast. Yay! Yay! We had a good night, didn't we? Oh, we did. We did. No popcorn, though. Yeah, I know. We didn't have popcorn, did we? I'm not Same... surprised at those prices. Yeah, I know. It was getting ridiculous, wasn't it? But yeah, what a cracking night. Really enjoyed it. Oh, what a film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a film. What a film. It was long, though. I've got to admit, I, I, I didn't, I've tried the level best to keep away from everything from social media, uh, anything to do with it. I just didn't want to see anything about it. So, um, yeah, I didn't realise it was going to be three hours long. Oh, it was a bum number. Oh, seriously, a bum, bum number. That I just started to get feeling back in my nether regions by the time we hit the car, and then I had to drive home. So, <laughs> <laughs> but boy, it was damn good, it really was. So, are we going to kick off with the buffet first? I think we should, sir. And just for a change, are you going to start it? I am, yep. Yeah. Uh... After I've just finished vaping, you caught me on that one, didn't you? You yeah, caught my me. timing. You're, you and your timing, sir. Right, what have I got in my hand at the present moment? I have got the Keen Mech from Tenacious TX and Times Vape. Review of that will be coming out tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that. I've just finished off doing the up and close work. Showing how you do the switch and everything. And uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed doing the up and close here, this one. Really wanted to try and show as much detail as I could uh, with the up and close. So yeah, I'm quite pleased with it, to be honest with you. Lot of footage. I've got to admit, there was a lot of footage in there. But um, in fact, there were roughly, I roughly worked it out, there was about 16 minutes worth of footage that I've reduced down to three minutes. Well, just wow. o- just over three minutes, because there's a lot of intricate bits and pieces on the switch, and I wanted to really show that off. So, yeah, the keen will be out tomorrow. On top of that, I have got the Rebirth RDA. In that, I've got Blas Melon. I love me Blas Melon. What else have I got? I I I was tidying up my um, review cupboard, Ooh. and in the review cupboard, uh, there's stuff that people have sent me and there's also things that I've bought back in October was it October no it would have been May last year I bought uh, one of the cool vapor uh, mods all oh, right uh, can you remember it was the camo version yes the big square camo version well I yeah. didn't realize at the time that slipped in a RDA so oh, I was well, going well, go, I was going through the um, Packagings and things like that, and I didn't. I genuinely didn't realise that they'd include an RDA. So it's called the MGTK RDA. Uh, it's a semi-postless deck, and yeah, besides the garish um, logoing going off, it's a nice little RDA. I really do like it. It's not very subtle, is it? It's not. It's very cool vapor in your face, but the flavour that I'm getting off it is corking. 
Really do like that one. Underneath nice. there, I have got the Minikin V3. Hopefully, the roof view should be coming up of that, not next week, the week after. Uh, still playing around with this because it's a touch screen. I just wanted to get really a bit into it and see how that, you know, longevity of it. But oh, yeah. so far, I'm enjoying it. The only thing, and I think everybody's griping about it, it is designed... The way that the shape is shaped like a yeah, best way of explaining it, it's like a triangle shape, and it's more akin to your left hand than your right hand. It's more comfortable. It's more ergonomic in your mm. left hand than your right hand, which I'm surprised uh, Admodus went that way. But yeah, it is what it is. Like it. I do like the mod. I'm not keen on this rubberized um, finish though because. If you get a little bit of condensation out of your RDA or your tank, you're forever wiping like condensation off your mod, and it, right. just, it just looks it don't look very good. Or for argument's sake, you've got greasy hands and things like that. You you've got these grease marks on it. So, yeah, kind of my you know my OCD, mm. you know my OCD. <laughs> In that, I've got IVG chewy gum, tropical berry. It's their new range and. Uh, the best way of explaining it, it's a tr tropical berry, but it smells like Expo. Oh, blimey. Mm. I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, if you've ever been to Expo, it's that Expo smell. And that's kind of how what it's reminding me of, of that Expo smell. It's not a bad uh, juice, don't get me wrong, but mm. yeah, it's got that Expo-y. Mm. I've got the Cinnamon Blazer of that range to mm. try next, so it'll be interesting to see when we compare notes on that one. Mm. I've also got the Kelpie uh, RTA, I had to think then, RTA under on the uh, Eurus, and in that one I've got the Breakfast Delight from Luxury Vape, still enjoying that, I've got mm. a tiny little bit of it left, really do like that one. Well, so I've got, I have got the, uh, oh, what's it called now? It's the Aroma Miser Light RTA uh, from Steam Crave. Uh, oh, nice. I don't like it. Now, this is the one that can be mouthed along or direct along, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. To be honest with you, I don't like it. And I think it's the best way I can explain it. I mean, review's going to come up later on, so I don't give too much spoilers. It's over-engineered, and I think it's going backwards a bit. The, the deck is almost like you're pulling out a stock coil deck. Can remember the oh, old, right. uh, you know, the old uh, Kanga Tech? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's sort of like weird. It really is weird, and there's that many parts to it. Tell me it's not that small as the old Kanga Tech. It's not I far think. away. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Flavour off, it's, I've got it in um, direct along at the present moment. Flavour off, it's really good, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, it's one of them ones, I I always find it with the uh, tanks. Um, they try and do two things and never do either very well. So it's trying to be either a mouth-to-lung or a direct-to-lung. And I don't think it's doing either that well. So but, a case of jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, and it's there's a lot of lots of quirks about it that I don't like. It's like your drip tip, your drip tip that comes with it doesn't fit on it properly. Ooh, it's yeah, it's a weird one. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've only had it what um, three days, and I'm still 
evaluating it. I'm yeah. still so like trying to work the, the thing out. But for what it is, I think it's definitely over-engineered tank. Sounds like that's going to be a review worth watching. Mm. I'm looking forward to that one. And on the, underneath that, we've got the Omie Flash VT1, which I'm still thoroughly enjoying. It's a lovely little uh, banger mod, that. Inside there, I've got the Vapestar Ink, which is their VSC, which is basically their uh, custard. So, yeah, nice oh, and nice. simple custard. Really do like it. What else have I got? Oh, you see, it's a lot, this one. I'm sorry. I do apologise. I have got the Vaporesso. It is the uh, Sky Solo Plus, which is a all-in-one kit, sub-home tank, pen-style jobby. Mm. And, yeah, does the job. Can't complain. Review will be out on that either Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, yeah, can't fault it. It's a decent little pen-style sub-home tank. Love it. Just Interesting choice of a bubble tank on a pen style, though. Mm. Oh, yeah, it looks like a lighthouse, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and in that, I have got uh, Vape Star Ink Red Lace. Well, I've got a little bit of that left, so I thought I'd use that. And lastly, but not leastly, whew, I do apologise, I've got the Pixie uh, from, oh. Um, oh, what they're called now, uh, Ult Ult Ultron Ultrona. Yeah, beautiful body, absolutely gorgeous. It's a very small, stabilised wood, um, side-by-side, um, direct along. The coils, near the tank, near and then we've got this wobble. Wobble. Mm. And it's a bad wobble. It really is a bad wobble. But it works nice. It, it's, it's, I say it works nice. It works all right. The flavour's not the greatest. That's a shame because it's such a beautiful mod. Oh, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And in there, I'm trying out the Pod Salt Cigarette. Yeah. So the uh, I'm enjoying that one at the present moment. 20 milligram uh, Nick Salts in that one. Oh, yeah, it's going for it. And that's it. And refreshments tonight, as usual, I am on Coke Zero. So, Bless you. so there you go. That, that that was nearly ten minutes of me talking about what I've got. <laughs> it's a good job, really, because I've only got one with me at the minute. <laughs> I have in my hand my battered Cylon. This thing has been through the wars. It really has. Now, I've always said it's a cracking, cracking mod, mm. but the the paint finish was a bit poor because I mean it, it looked as bad as this about four weeks in. However, for longevity, I mean, I've had this for nearly a year now. Mm. It's been everywhere. It's been dropped. It's been kicked. It's been battered. Still fires. That's it. Sla slap your batteries in. Boom. Mm. Instant power. And on top of that, mm -hmm. I have the Steam Crave uh, 1.1. No. Oh, the Glass 1.1. The Glass, yes, the Glass 1.1 RDSA. I love this. Good in it. <laughs> I watched. I watched your review, yeah, mm. and I literally built it before, and I took my first puffs watching your review. All right. <laughs> By God, you were right. Mm. I, it, it's awesome. The only thing I found, and it's my niggle, and it's my building. I'm sure. I whacked a couple of 4mm uh, 
stainless steel coils in. Mm. And I didn't quite get the placement right. Mm. And because it's such a restricted chamber, it just clipped it, so I got short. All right. Now, another millimetre, two mil back, not a problem. Mm. Yeah? But, oh, the clouds and flavour I'm getting off this. I am it's immense. Considering that is a 30 mil RDA, you would expect uh, a little bit less flavour, but that is as good as a goon. Well, the ability to restrict down the airflow as much as you can, mm. that's the killer. I mean, I tried it up against the warhead last night. Mm. And the warheads, you don't particularly have much choice. No. You know, it's a... It's clouds, bro, clouds are nothing, really. Yeah. Um, and I know they're two very separate beasts, and they don't go for the flavour with the warhead. Mm. But I took a puff on that, and I took a puff on this... And the difference was just, I was immense, absolutely immense. The feel, the machining, mm. all the rest of it, you know, this just awesome bit of kit. The glass uh, cover, not such a big fan of. No, I'm not a big fan of it, I've got to admit. It was, it, don't get me wrong, it's all right, but I'm not one that's bothered about looking at my coils. Yeah, neither, well, I, told, I said to you. The state my coils get into, I'd be ashamed to see, be seen with them in public. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, if you've not seen the review for this on Mark's channel, please go across and have a look at the glass 1.1 RS. Am I saying this right? RDSA. Rebuildable, want... rebuildable squonk dripping atomizer. Well, I haven't tried the squonk bit yet because no. I'm not a big squonk fan. No, I'm but... not a big squonk fan. Now, that's the other thing I noticed. It's a painter. You can't just blurt your juice in the middle. Can't, why I, can't you? I'm getting better results by painting. Hmm. But that's me. It's personal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a blurter. <laughs> blurt my juice, that's it. Those are good. Get it in your mouth. Have a vape job done. See, I, I like to whip the top off and gently uh, caress uh, them oh, with your juice. <laughs> Yeah, don't pull that face. That's not nice. I just had images of the uh, M&S advert. <laughs> this isn't just dripping. This is slowly painting your coils. <laughs> it's all part of the pleasure, dear boy. <laughs> Get it in. <laughs> oh, you heathen. <laughs> Oh, bless you. Right, um, and inside this week, I have the very last of my rhubarb raspberry and orange blossom. I mean, um, that sounds like a song, doesn't it? I don't it does, know why. It? <laughs> it sounds like a song. Sounds like it could be Three Sisters, doesn't it? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> my, I bet rhubarb's a bit of a tug. Come on. <laughs> it, not going to be a pretty girl with a name like Rhubarb. Yeah, but she's a bit sour. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Well, she's a bit lanky and all. Yes, yes, a little on the lanky side. A bit lanky and a bit sour. Tap thin, no curves, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
Oh, dear. oh bless you. Right, well, I think that's the buffet over and done with, dear boy. What are you, what are you drinking? Oh, coffee. Mm. Coffee as per. As per. No, it as is. Per. It is Sunday afternoon after all. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was actually toying with the idea of making a pot of tea, but uh... a pot of tea, but I mean, that would turn into vague. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, I cut my legs off for no man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, and I can't do a convincing Scottish accent. No, 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 definitely not. So we've got any news? Right, news this week. He's off again, isn't he? <laughs> Gordon Bennett. We we need to get your prescription refilled. I'll tell you that much. Certainly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Perusing this week, uh, the wonderful uh, roundup of vape news that you can find on Click, came across a couple of interesting stories. Both uh, slight link to them, being that they involve uh, school kids. And for once, this isn't the... uh, there's a teen epidemic and we're all going to hell. No. Think no. of the children. Well, one of them falls into that category, but never mind. So we'll start with that one. And this is reported that Indian children call for complete e-cigarette ban. Mm. So students in India have joined forces with a number of health organizations calling for a total ban of all things vape in the country. Mm. Children and their teachers have written a letter to the Prime Minister saying most youngsters see them as fun devices and have no idea they contain addictive nicotine. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a portion of the letter quoted states we are school students and are extremely concerned about uh, a new type of product called e-cigarettes that is gaining alarming popularity amongst our peers. How many students have you ever heard use the word peer? P, yeah, but not peer. Yeah, it seems to have a slightly adult twist, this. Hmm. Uh, We find that students as young as 13 are using e-cigarettes as a fun device and later on getting addicted to it. There's a lot of misinformation about their harmful effects, even amongst parents and teachers. (laughs) Now... Please do excuse me. I'm, I'm a little poorly sick today, so bless, uh, bless me. Bless him. So this latest letter comes after a group of doctors also wrote to the government warning of a possible vape epidemic in the country. The E word again. Mm. Is it me, or does the word epidemic seem to be cropping up everywhere amongst all the antis? Mm. Yeah. And and this is. Uh... Whereabouts in India is this? Does it say? Uh, it just says it appears to be. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's it's countrywide, mm. but there is uh, apparently a count. There was a three thousand vapors from Kashmir recently sent a petition to the government calling free cigarettes not to be banned. Good on you, bros. Mm. <laughs> Very strange that one. It's that's almost like a um, a little bit of propaganda. That. Well, yeah, and and to be honest, if you'd removed the word India mm. and put Kentucky or 
you know, one of the American states. Yeah, you would swear blind it was from America. You would, yeah. Um, and that was one of the things that leapt out at me when I read it. Hmm. And speaking from America... Oh, the beautiful states of America. Indeed, and Las Vegas, home of sin. Uh, interesting little one here. Anti-vape gadget wins kids' science prize. It's called whoa, whoa, the vape... Whoa, whoa. Right, just, just before you go any further, read that sentence again. Anti-vape gadget wins kids' science prize. Yeah. Says it, says it, all, it, really. says it all, really, doesn't it, that one? <laughs> what happened well, to making volcanoes? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Children are making science projects about e-cigarettes? Yeah, there's something not right here. There's something definitely iffy about that one. And to be honest, looking at the picture they supply, this kid's got some cranium on him. Mm. And this is a polished-looking product, yeah. It's called the Vape Mate and is designed to limit the amount of nicotine you vape on daily. And surprise, surprise, it appears to be designed to fit it on a jewel. Hmm. So what, what age group are these children? Now, that's what I found interesting because it doesn't actually tell you. Hmm. Uh, looking at the picture because I've just linked through to the Las Vegas Sun, uh, they would appear to be latter end of teens. Oh, so they are the epidemic uh, group then? It would appear so. They would appear to be around 17, 18. Uh, doesn't at any point within the article give any ages, mm. which I also find a bit sus. Yeah, it seems a bit very, very suspect, that one, because, let's face it, they're on about teens being an epidemic of vaping and them designing nicotine reduction on vape pens. Well, how are they getting hold of the vape pen in the first place? Is to this, test it, yeah. <laughs> who, who's providing them with the uh, things to test it with? Uh, who's providing the... That whole thing seems to be very, very uh, dodgy to me. Mm. When you start breaking that down, I mean, if they're teens, even if they're up to 18, mm. so it's, it's 18 and downwards, one, they're not supposed to be using uh, a vape products at all. I'm not saying that they're uh, using them, actually inhaling them, but to buy them, how they're getting hold of them. Well, this is it. And who's who's actually promoting this uh, this competition? Because it's being put across in the article as some sort of science fair. Yeah. This this smacks to me of a possibly a uh, how do we put it a targeted competition? Because what? Why on earth would you come up with a, a nicotine monitoring device for a mm. school science fair? Yeah. Very strange. Hmm. So how does the device work then? Right, let's have a lucky pool. Uh, the idea is the user can set an amount of nicotine to vape on each day, and when the limit is released, the device shuts down. Mm. So it appears that the dual actually plugs into the device. All oh, right. Mm. Which is which is interesting. Uh, apparently, the winners now get an all-expenses-paid trip to Italy to pitch their product. 
wonderful. Well, isn't it nice? They invent it in America and then come and flog it in the EU. Yeah. Cheers, lads. Hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a good holiday. There's no guarantee they're coming back from it. Uh, <laughs> he, he just, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm just being being a bit funny, like, but that just just sounds just not right. It, like, teens are designing. I mean, don't get me wrong, innovation and all that. Like, I, I'm fully up for that. And mm. but we're, we're supposed to be saying that. So, like, there's an epidemic with teens. So, why are they messing about with? Uh, dual products anyway or should I say e-cigarette products well yeah there, there are other pod systems available yeah I mean it's so like well where, where, where's this come from it, it does it's still well, as you said this smacks of targeted brand you know yeah it's almost like they've gone after Jewel mm. yeah I'm not saying Jewel are blameless because some of the dirty tricks they pulled off you know yeah, good well. luck to them mm. but um yeah, there's something not not right. Right, and one last one. Go on then. Uh, we did talk about this before we started recording. Uh, this is the uh, Vaping is Not Tobacco uh, campaign, which uh, I spotted this morning and had a look with great interest. Mm. So I shared the link and... Uh, Somebody pointed out that it's actually sponsored by Imperial Brands, mm. which people will better know as Imperial Tobacco. Mm. Now, I was a bit concerned about that, you know, because obviously you feel a bit of an idiot. But then when I looked at it and I thought about what they're actually promoting, because what it is is, if, in effect, a uh, online petition. Mm. Uh, the European Union has a very similar sort of electronic uh, ruling on the petitions to the uh, UK. Mm. So that once you reach a million signatures, they will discuss it. And mm. uh, what this is proposing is to remove vaping from the TPD, which would have all sorts of positive effects, in my view personally, such as uh, increasing tank size, etc., etc. And what they're saying is rather than... Uh, they're not saying get rid of all the rules and regs. What they're saying is do it smartly. Mm. You know, the the making sure that companies aren't going after teenagers is in there. You know, quality of product is in there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. Now, the thing that interested me was some of the responses I got mm. because as soon as you mentioned, they you know people saw it was Imperial branding. Boom, not interested. Mm. You know, really, really weren't interested, which is great. It's all down to personal choice. Yeah, I think the problem is, um, how, how can you put it? People don't trust tobacco companies. Us vapors don't trust tobacco companies because, let's face it, their track record of telling us the truth is not very good. I agree. At the end of the day, he's, he's not very good. Um, when it comes to vaping, to be honest with you, my this is purely my point of view and mm. solely my point of view. I would worry more about pharmaceutical than I would about big tobacco. 
Amen, brother. I agree with you there. Seriously. Now, at the present moment, obviously, in this country, in the United Kingdom here, things will be changing. And there are things in the background going off. Um, obviously, Brexit, we've still got to wait for that to get sorted. But there are things going off in the background to be changing our ruling on e-cigarettes. Mm. Now, how far that goes, I have heard little rumours uh, again that they are trying to get e-cigarettes to be part of pharmaceutical uh, side oh, of it. No. Yeah, that is uh, being discussed in Parliament at the present moment. So, yeah, uh, things are on the change. Um, at the present moment, our country, we can't do anything because of Brexit at the present moment. But things are on the change. No, no. I mean, I, I fully appreciate where people are coming with, with the uh, you can't trust big tobacco. You can't. But I would, I would end this bit with just one thought. We still keep on vo voting at general elections, don't we? We certainly do, yes. And look how many times we've been lied to in the polling booths. Mm. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, big tobacco, I don't think they're bothered if they sell cigarettes or they sell vape gear, to be honest with you, as long as they're making money. They're after the money. Yeah, that's all it. they want is money. Yeah, show me the money. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, they're a business. They're there to make profit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so like, yeah... Um, Devil in the deep blue sea, really, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, as I said to you, I think... I definitely get the feeling the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm. Yeah? So, but I we'll mean, see it's, how it's hard. It's, 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 it, for me, personally, it's really hard because it's so, like... Big Tobacco is going to be in there no matter what you say. Because oh, yeah. of how... I mean, let's face it. We are an alternative to a cigarette. Yep. Which is definitely going to impact their sales, which it is doing, and it's impacting it in a very big way. The problem with e-cigarettes is it was never devised by a, a um, government, a health organisation, or a tobacco company. It was developed independently, and it's grown organically. Mm. There's no one big e-cigarette company that big tobacco can go after or pharmaceutical can go after it's small little cottage industry style uh, companies i mean obviously you've got massive big companies in china and things like that but what i'm saying is that e-cigarettes have grown very very organically it's gone grown through word of mouth it's grown that way instead of sort of like being forced on like uh, nrts with the government it's not a you know a health organization thing yeah it's been organic, so it, they've had a real struggle to fight it because of that reason. So they want a piece of the action. At the end of the day, they just want a piece of the action. So they're going to... Yes, they're going to probably promote um, vaping, but they're going to do it in their own way so that they make money for their uh, shareholders. Well, this is it. Plus, I mean, if you'll excuse the, uh, the old tinfoil fedora, but... If you want to start controlling that market, they're going to have to start bringing in regulation that rounds people up. Mm. As you say, a lot of it's cottage industry. It's small firms. Also, they need to speed the sends up a bit. 
when you look at the actual TPD, when the TPD was officially brought into law, it was already four years out of date. Yeah. Literally four years out of date. The information and the uh, science behind uh, what it was creating the TPD with was four years out of date by the time it came law. That's why you've got 10 mil bottles. That's why you've got a 2 mil tank. Go back four years and that's what people were using. Yeah, cartomizers. Because most people was mouth to lung in it. There was They didn't need big tanks. They didn't need big bottles juice. Whereas, obviously, as the pro- progression of e-cigarettes became prevalent, subhoming came and things like that. So, obviously, you, you used more um, liquid, but you didn't, obviously, nicotine was lower. But they didn't yeah. take into account that. So, there was that information. Plus, as you know, there's that many studies that are still going off now. There's, mm. there's a new study probably every other day um, on the internet telling you about the pros and cons of uh, e-cigarettes. So when they are actually making laws now, they need to be a little bit more flexible with their this is it, if you, mm-hmm. if you if I'm, I'm getting me, me words out right. So it's sort of like, yeah, they're going to have to be a bit more creative when they actually do this um the new legislations that they're going to bring out yeah i think what they're going to be careful of though is by allowing flexibility you also allow gray areas mm. well i mean let's face it we've already got gray areas because we've got um short fills oh yeah yeah i, I but i i still you, say... you've also got gray areas because you can buy a um, three mil tank, you can buy an eight mil tank from abroad and bring it into the country. Yeah, you can go yeah. to you can go to uh, Germany and buy whatever size tank you want. Now that's the interesting thing about it, because the TPD is a framework and not actual legislation. Mm. It's dependent on the country, isn't it? Yeah. So what's perfectly legal in Germany, mm. it's not illegal here, but it goes against our interpretation of the TPD. It's like when they started getting really excited about squonk bottles. Yeah, that still seems to be a thing. Mm. So they have to have the squonk bottles separate to the box. I mean, there's lots of grey areas. One thing about America, I must say, though, they don't have grey areas. No, no, they've they've pinned it down by the yeah. time it's the Senate. Mm. They really have. And that's one thing about America. They do have it. So... We are kind of lucky. We are really... I mean, when, when you come to think about it, we got away lightly with the TPD as it stands at the present moment. We oh, got we, away did. With it we did. Really lightly. I've also started noticing as well, uh, advertising uh, for e-cigarettes is a little bit more lapsed now. I've noticed it on buses. I've noticed it on billboards and things like that where if you actually read the TPD... Um, you're not allowed to advertise uh, vaping. Interesting. Mm. I'd miss that one myself. Mm. Oh, what a little font of knowledge you are, dear Oh, boy. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a school day. Well, I mean, when, when the actual TPD was um, being launched in, in UK, I mean, especially for us reviewers, we was mega, mega worried because... They had to, the way that he was reading the uh, TPD, I mean, and it was subsection, this subsection, that, and the other, 
And by the time we got to sort of like us reviewers, it was sort of like we had to be very, very careful what we was actually saying on a review. We had to make sure that it looked like a review. And there mm. were certain things like you couldn't say, I would recommend this or I would recommend that or and things like that. You had to be very, very careful because even though you're doing a review, it could be classed as a advert. And there are currently, I believe it's the advertising uh, watchdog is looking at Instagram, aren't they? Mm, that's right. Uh, because you've got promoters on there that appear to be below 18. Mm. Uh, and I believe that part of the ruling is that uh, in order to provide any sort of advert for E6, you are not allowed to have anybody that appears to be under 18. Mm. Um, I've not heard any more from that news story. That broke a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens on that. Mm. It's... Um... With the TPD, well, TPPR, whatever it's called for our country, mm. it is very grey. It is very, and it's definitely under interpretation as well. Mm. Very, very, very grey, it really is. So, yeah, it'd be nice to have some proper clarifications when they actually do the rendition of the Brexit uh, version of it. Yeah, I think we just have to be... That's a two-edged sword, isn't it? Sort of asking for some clarity in areas, but then we lose the wriggle room. Mm. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm. But end of the day, I mean, living here in the UK, we are so, so, so lucky compared to a lot of countries. We are, oh, so, yeah, lu yeah. We are so lucky. Compared to Australia and the likes, mm. you know, there's no, uh, there's no comparison, is oh, there? Oh, no. No, no, no compare. Right, I think that's enough doom and gloom for everybody. Is, is it main topic Shall time? Main topic time! He's off again. <laughs> yes! <laughs> right, well, I'm going to let you kick off. Um, just to let everybody know, um, we're not going to do any spoilers, so don't worry. Well, we're going to try not to do any spoilers. Well, we're trying not to do any spoilers anyway. So, obviously, we always think about people that haven't seen it just yet. So, uh, Yes, Rachel, that includes you. We yes. hope you got to see it last night. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> but we've so, got to talk about it because, let's face it, that was three hours of pure, pure entertainment from start to finish. I was uh, sat on the edge of my seat engrossed in the Marvel world absolutely oh as a comic fanboy I mean they brought in some fantastic use of character mm. they tied up the three film arc for the Hulk mm. which has been ongoing for what nearly 10 years yeah um, brought together all the plot points that we were all left there going well why didn't they do this and why didn't they do that in Infinity mm. War? Uh, raised some new questions as well. They raised a lot of new questions. They also um, completed other bits and pieces as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Finalised things. And obviously, without we definitely don't want to be giving them kind of spoilers out. No, but, no. Yeah, it was such... 
um, an epic, epic, epic film. It really was. And, yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> it, it, it was interesting because a lot of films start off, when you get to the narrative of, of a lot of films, including some of the two-parters, you start off in a sort of reasonably safe space. Mm. The middle of the film, the bad stuff happens. And by the end of the film, you get the, the wonderful happy ending and everybody walks out smiling. Mm. The tone of Endgame at the start is very, very dark. Mm. You know, everybody's... Uh, for those who've seen Infinity Wars, we all know what happens. Thanos has clicked his fingers... 50% of the universe has crumbled into dust. And it started as, at the start of Endgame, you started get, to get the questions raised. Well, what happens? Mm. How, would, how would people deal with potentially losing loved ones? You know, it's not always going to be a 50-50 split in the family. It may be that you lose your whole family. Mm. I mean, it opens up with, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Clint, Clint, isn't it? Oh, Hawkeye, yeah. Yeah, it opens up with Clint and him basically losing his family. Yeah, teaching his daughter how to uh, shoot an arrow. Become a bowman. Mm. Interesting one here. The young lady who plays his daughter is actually part of the Russo family's uh, brother's family. Okay. It's one of their daughters. All right, I didn't know that. Yeah, I only found out last night. It was. Interesting little tweak, and there's another scene in the film where the other daughter's used. Hmm. Uh, we'll, we will touch on that scene in a bit because it's quite a, a, an important scene uh, for the Hulk uh, story arc. Hmm. So we'll touch on that later. But yes, it was a very, very dark, but a very moving start to the film. Oh, God, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, it, set, it's, it literally did set the tone. It was brilliant. It really did. It was... Um, after you'd watched the last uh, film, obviously everyone was like, oh, wow, wow. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> what an ending. It's like, you know, Infinity Wars. It was like, oh, what, the all gone. And it left you leaving the cinema. So like, what are they going to do? What are they going to... And the, the beginning part of... Uh, this was sort of like, it still left you with that emotional, oh, yeah, um, oh, <laughs> feeling. Oh, yeah. Did it. It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it followed, it followed all the best Marvel storylines. Mm. Yeah. That it's it's surprising how emotional you can get about uh, film characters. It is, isn't it? It really is. It's like... And Marvel, to their credit, Marvel have done this fantastically. Mm. They really have because people are invested. Mm. You know, um, Captain Captain America, Steve Rogers, every you know, quite a few people's favorite hero. Oh yeah. I was always amazed at how well received Robert Downey Jr. was as Iron Man. Yeah. But when you actually look at what happened to Robert Downey Jr. in real life and what's happened to Tony Stark in the comics, mm. there's a lot of parallels in there. Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. 
And it also helps Robert Downey Jr. is such a nice guy, you know. <laughs> it is, yeah. But it's, it was one of those films that sort of like, it, it just rolled. I mean, we, it was literally three hours long and it did not feel like a three hour long film. Oh no, you weren't looking at your watch sort of three quarters away and thinking, oh God, you know, what time are we mm. going to be getting home? The ebb and flow of um, dialogue and action, I thought, was really clever. Very, mm. very clever. It would just give you that calm and then obviously the action and then calm and then action. I thought really, really, as a film, as a whole piece, uh, just looking at it, it was beautiful to look at there wasn't a lot of people turn around and say there's a lot of uh, too much uh, cgi in films now i mean obviously mm. there's always it's an avengers film it, there's always going to be a lot of it but i didn't think the uh overdid it no i didn't feel like it was done just to get you to say wow mm. it, it was supporting yeah there was really good dialogue there was really good uh, storyline I mean the amount of storylines that have got running through that one film oh I mean you 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 so could real. you could sit here and and do several podcasts just on the actual um different storylines that was actually in that film oh yeah. because there was loads and what what I really did like about it they really got into the character um ones for the ones that are sort of like yeah they're coming to their natural conclusion mm. of their character. And obviously there was quite a few of them in this uh, film. And without obviously trying not to give anything away, um, it was very clever how they did it. It, was, it wasn't It was one of, oh, I'm disappointed in that. I, I, I felt that the conclusions were, um, as a fan, quite satisfied with, if, if, if that makes sense. Oh, Big time, big time. I mean, and this is really difficult without giving away the big, mm. the big plot points. And Stanley were in there. He was there. <laughs> he was. I was very surprised though, because you know, uh, Captain Marvel had that wonderful montage at the front mm. with all Stanley's bits and pieces and the thank you Stan. I would have liked to have seen that for Endgame. Mm. Yeah. I appreciate it's you know it's a much longer period, mm. but the um, the rich tapestry that he laid with Josh Kirby and the likes over at uh, Marvel, mm. you know, to enable the filmmakers to pull out these characters to make such amazing films, mm. I think everybody's still surprised at how popular the the Marvel films are. Oh, it's, it, honestly, I. Uh... I'm blooming egg. What am I? A forty-eight-year-old uh, geek, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was so sort of like one that you, you take your kids to, and you, yeah, you can all join in. And I think that's why they're so successful. Oh yeah, well, like I said on uh, the home service, you know, Finn and I have been watching these films for eleven years now. Mm. You know, since he was seven, and. We've both invested a lot of time, but we've also shared the experience. So to get to this sort of end point, mm. this culmination, and it wasn't just a culmination. Let, let's, let me be uh, clear on that. There are seeds there for the next set of MCU films. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, God, there's more... Um, 
even There's though more yummy goodness to oh come. god yeah <laughs> they're blooming out the even though they answered a lot of questions they raised a lot of questions as well oh big time it, this, this is this is the bit that I really loved about the Marvel Universe anyway and what they've actually created. It's sort of like, you can see this evolution going off mm. from all the films to, to, to the final one that we watched uh, on Friday. There's an evolution that you've actually invested in and you, you can see, it's like the actual film itself. There was funny bits was there oh god and you could laugh your heart off and then there was some really sad bits and they they are very very clever the writing was very very clever on the emotional uh, side of things as well because you have invested over a period like you said 11 years you've invested in these characters you've invested mm. in an emotional attachment you either like them you don't like them you'd like to see them do this that and the other so when it came to the the end game it was so like yeah it was so like just so satisfying it really was for a film i so enjoyed it but and there was bits in the film um cuz as you say they did they did the emotional roller coaster so well. Mm. Um, you know, even when, even during the hopeful bits, you know, they knew when to put the laughs in. Yeah. And it, and it was great because it diffused all the doom and gloom and you had mm. a giggle. But when you get to the end of the film, there is an absolutely epic scene where all the major female characters. Mm. All come together. Yeah. Now, the, there is a comic his, uh, precedent for this. Um, it was an all-female team led by She-Hulk, I mm. believe. But this isn't the case in the, in this one, obviously, in this this part of the film. Um, but it, it, it felt natural. Mm. It didn't feel like it was a, well, we've got to keep the ladies happy. No, no, no. It, and to be honest with you, watching it, I never thought about it until afterwards. But it was, well, sort of, yeah. yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, it was so like once you start dissecting the um, the film, it's so like there was lots of key points in there that was so like you go, boy, wow, yeah. I mean, I, we're doing his level best not to uh, give spoilers out, but yeah, it was so like. Oh, 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 there were a lot of, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And and little nods uh, to different bits and pieces and little silly little things that you think, oh, look, he's there. <laughs> and things like Howard that. Howard the Duck. Yeah. I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> I love Howard the Duck. I know everybody slates the original film, but Howard the Duck and Turnip Man were two of the characters from my childhood. Well, and the idea of this this sentient duck being plucked from another universe. Mm. That just appealed to me as a kid, and I've grown up with that. Yeah. It was superb. <laughs> it was, honestly, it was, you've, you've got to go and see it at the cinema. Yeah, it's not it, a TV it, film. It's not, a t it's definitely not a TV film. No way near. It's, how can you put it? It was just so... I'm just so impressed with it. I, I've got to admit, I am genuinely, genuinely impressed with it because there was so much going off. I mean, every character that you can think of was there. 
every and carry. And that you weren't expecting. Yeah, a lot that you weren't expecting were there. And the sub-characters as well. We had a lot of sub-characters. Mm. 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 And I thought, um, you've seen Star Wars and how they uh, did Princess Leia. Yeah. Oh, Douglas. He Don't was, me. yes. Yeah. I thought that was so clever. <laughs> I really did. Honestly, I, w I was... Considering his, his, his real age. Yeah. It's so like, wow. <laughs> but it was just little things like that that were so like... And Thor, we've got, we've got to talk a little bit about Thor. Without love... giving without giving it away, I thought Thor was ace. If you're expecting to see the six-pack, that amazing body that Chris has... You may be a bit disappointed, but we'll leave it at that. Mm. <laughs> I know my my well, I call her my sister-in-law, uh, my brother's girlfriend. Her reply to it was, "I can never unsee that. You spoiled <laughs> it." <laughs> do you know the character I really do like, and it's probably a bit of a weird character to like. It's the ancient one. Uh, what's her name now? T uh, Tilda. Tilda uh, Swinton. Uh, Swinton, yes. Yeah. Uh, that was that was an absolutely brilliant bit of casting. Yeah. And I thought that um, dialogue with her and the Hulk was so... It was lovely. They was talking about time travel because there's a lot of time travel um, involved in the actual film. I'm trying not to give you anything away here. But the dialogue between them two and the timelines and things like that, I thought was so... It was almost geeky of Doctor Who as well. And there was a little reference in there. Oh, yeah, there were, yeah. There was a lot of reference to Back to the Future. <laughs> well, yeah, but... And Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. And excellent. Hot Top Machine. <laughs> Party on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am Bill Esquish. <laughs> well... Number three's out soon. Yeah, I know it is, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. So I don't think we've uh, upset anybody with the spoilers on that one. I think we've been possibly too vague, but we, we're having to tread carefully. Yeah, because I think spoilers are horrible, to be honest with you. I mean, if you haven't seen the film and you, you, you're going to go and see the film, it's all mm. right. I was talking to Jan earlier, and Jan says, be, be careful what you say, because some people might have not seen it yet, and they're going to go and see it. I says, I know, but w w you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. But uh... Yeah, I mean, it's... The thing is, with the MCU, as you say, it's constantly evolving. Mm. Yeah. Um, but the other thing they do, and they create a rod for their own back, because they release the films so close to each other... Mm. Any film that follows on from this epic crossover is going to have spoilers in. Oh, God, yeah. So, as as we both commented on, the trailer for um, the next Spider-Man film mm. was actually shown after the film. Yeah, which I thought was really good. Yeah, it, it was a bit annoying because I thought the fact they'd done that, it may have more detail in it, but it was actually just the trailer that's available on YouTube. Mm. 
So I had already actually seen it. Mm. Um, One thing I was disappointed, I must admit, if you're an Avengers or a Marvel fan, mm. there's always a little sub-film right at the towards the middle of the end where the credits start going up, and there was nothing. No, but I think um, that was because that was the end of the arc. Mm. Yeah? I think give it phase... Blimey. So Spider-Man... The next Spider-Man film is the official end of phase three. Mm. So I think we can expect a credit scene at the end of that. Mm. Because that's going to be the big teaser. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of characters in this film that I think... uh, we're possibly going to end up seeing in the next phase as well. Yeah. There's a lot of groundwork being laid in this film. Mm. Keep your eye open for it. Um, well, like I said, I mean, there was there was a lot of, like, like I said, how can you put it? There was a lot of conclusions completed in this film, but there was also yeah. a lot of uh, new... Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd go with new. New, that, that's the best way of explaining it, I think. I think. <laughs> well, it's the, hard. It's hard. It's, we, we, do, we do sound very vague, don't we? It's so like, there was... The story ended on certain things, and then there were stories that you know are going to flourish in other films. Yeah. Is that a better way of explaining yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the the clues are in there, so I think possibly one of the biggest uh, impacts to come um, is Loki's got his own TV series coming, <laughs> and there was a feeder for that mm. in the film. Mm. Um, there's the new Black Widow film coming up. Mm. Now that's. That caused some questions, but mm. again, we're not going to go into that. There are characters within the film that are named after comic characters mm. who have links with the, the the families that they interact with, you know, um, which potentially heralds a new generation of mm. heroes to Mm. which would follow with the Marvel Universe the way that they rebooted everything. Mm. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what they've got to come next. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> I mean, it helps Disney have taken up, taken over as well, because, I mean, to be honest, it, it's, it, it's much like Star Wars. Mm. They tend to put seeds in the film. Mm. Oh yeah, there's lots of seeds in this one. Oh, is there? Oh, blooming out! Yeah, you're not kidding. I think and that's it... a good way of explaining it. There are a lot of seeds uh, placed, and the placements are really good. And not all of them say, "I am Groot." Mm. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> I have to say, Rocket Raccoon is one of the definite stars of this film. Oh god, yeah. My favourite theory psycho was back. He was bad. <laughs> Love him to pieces. He's ace. Absolutely brilliant. 
And I wish I could remember the name of the guy who plays um, Thor's sidekick. Krug? Um, oh, I'm trying to think of his name now. He's a Maori actor, isn't he? I'm sure he is. What, you mean uh, Drax? No, no, not Drax. That's Dave... Um, oh, Dave Bur- Burelli? Is it? So, no, I'm, I'm not... You know the the rock looking creature out of Ragnarok. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, he always reminds me of Death on Bill and Ted. Oh god, yeah. That sort of just matter yeah. of factness about yeah. him. But there is a scene with him and Thor that will have you. I defy you not to giggle when you watch it. He's ace, and don't it, forget Wong. <laughs> Can't forget Wong. Love is Wong. It, is it? Um, oh, I'm trying to think of his name now. No, then. Um, nah, go on. Uh, go on. I'll, I'll, I'm going to suss his name. You're right. Well, I mean, uh, is it Sebastian Stan? Well, Dave Bautista is the one that plays Drax the Destroyer. Mm. Um, um, I'll have a look at Ragnarok because that'll be the quickest <laughs> one. Because he was awesome. Kong, and it's uh, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. That guy is awesome. How he manages to get so much across with just his voice. Yeah. You know, at the end of Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, I'll set him in. I feel that guilty. I've been carrying him around all day. <laughs> yeah, bits like that. Just uh, yeah. so, so brilliant. <laughs> I'll never look at online gaming the same way again. I know that much. <laughs> That's going to bug me now. What was... What's that? Oh, the guy I, I've got in my head, what's his name now? Uh, I've just said it. Um, no, Sebastian. Oh, uh, Sebastian Stan. Oh, he's Bucky, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Phew. There's the only problem with it. You've got that many people to remember. Names. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, have you? <laughs> right. Are we going to wrap the Avengers Endgame up? I think we ought to, because if we don't, we're going to give something away. Yeah, However, we're... as a closer, just keep your eye out for what Ant-Man thinks of Captain America's butt. Hmm. That, it was funny when Ant-Man says it, but hmm. just just wait for the payoff about five minutes later. <laughs> well worth it. <laughs> and on that note... Mm. I'd like to say a massive thank you to Solo for uh, helping create this. This, this. I tell you so one thing. I just uh, we had a fantastic night on Friday. Absolutely oh, brilliant. There was me, Jan, uh, Steve, and his son Finn, and it was. I, I don't think we actually spoke while we watched the whole film, did we? No, because we'd have probably got stabbed by the people behind us if we had. Mm. But 
And I've never known. I've got to admit, we was in the, the cinema, and I've never known a cinema so silent. Uh, th- there wasn't a cough, a rattle, or anything, was there? No, it was. You could tell that they were all Avengers geeks. Yeah, it was good though. Yeah, it was we brilliant. were with our people, mm. <laughs> and the amount of people that stayed right to the end after all the end credits had gone up. Oh, just to watch the Spider-Man trailer, mm. yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I, thr- I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I hope this little podcast hasn't uh, done any spoilers and upset anybody. We uh, we definitely don't want to do that, do we, sir? No, no. What we, hope, what, what we aim to do with this is to whet your appetite. Mm. So that if you haven't seen it, go ahead, treat yourself, because yeah. it was so worth it. Mm. Oh, God, definitely. Oh, he's, uh, if you're into your Marvel comics and you're into the Marvel Universe, yeah, you, it's just a must, isn't it? Well, even, even if you're not, to be honest, because this film, yes, it answers a lot of questions, but for those that aren't really into it, it's it will still stand up on its own, won't it? Well, I'm going to have a weekend when the Blu-ray comes out. I'm oh. going to watch them back to back. Can I make a little confession? Mm-hmm. I've already started on Iron Man 1 and 2. I've watched them. Iron Man 3 is coming. <laughs> I can't, I can't fault you. No, I, what I was thinking was, was doing the Infinity Wars and then going... Oh, no. I'm, oh, you're, you're going right to the beginning. I'm going the whole arc. I, I can't fault you. can't fault you at all. I must admit, I should have started with the two original Hulk films, but yeah, I'm not a big fan. Oh, I like the Hulk. I loved the character, mm. but I, I really didn't think those first two films did it justice. Got a strange question for you then. The... In the TV series that I used to watch when I was a young wee whipper boy, mm-hmm. his name was Dr. David Banner. Mm-hmm. Why in the film is he Bruce Banner? That's an interesting one, and I think it's more down to who held the rights. Hmm. Because Bruce was always the comic name. Hmm. In the TV series, he was David. But his middle name was Bruce, if you look on the uh, gravestone. You know, when hmm. they bury him, hmm. at the end of the se- second part of the two-parter... Hmm. Where you get the iconic picture where he holds dun, his head dun, and then dun, you get Lou Ringo, yeah. Says David Bruce Banner. Hmm. I wonder why they put David in there. Always curiosity that one. Yeah, I don't know. God, you put that piano tune in my head now. <laughs> I had a mate whose party piece used to be banging that out on the piano. All right. Damn, it, it was impressive. Was you know, it? That age. What a dry <laughs> eye, eye, eye in the house. Oh. <laughs> Bless him. Right, are we going to wrap this one up, kiddo? I think we ought to, sir. 
Okie dokie. Right, just want to say thank you very much, everybody, for uh, listening in. Don't forget, you can get us hold of us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And it'll also be throwing it up on the Solom channel as well. Uh, Steve, thank you so much. Uh, it's been an hour of joy. I've thoroughly enjoyed this one. It's been awesome. Oh, it's been brilliant. I mean, thank you so much for Friday night as well. That was oh, such that a good race. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I know we always say about the vaping community. Well, it's not just the vaping part of it. You know, I have made some fantastic friends in Mark and his, his wife, Jan, and uh, thoroughly yeah. enjoyed meeting up with them. Hey, Do get out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gone all shy now. bashful. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you've enjoyed this episode, please join us for the next one. Yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. And if you could share, tell your friends, that'd be even better. Also, if you've got a comment or you'd like anything for us to talk about or you've got any suggestions, ideas or anything like that for the podcast or anything like that, you can either drop us an email at talesfromtheome at gmail.com or just leave a comment in the comment section. Yeah, and if you're listening on SoundCloud, you can also leave a message actually on the audio track and we'll pick it up from there. Awesome. Right, from me, Solon Reviews, and Steve BFG, goodbye! Bye!